on hold. You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060 or visit Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling. We're set for a big day, a big weekend of harness racing action. It's already underway over in Christchurch this morning at Addington. We've got the big Group 1 features taking place at Show Day over there. We've got the Show Day free-for-all, which is race number 11, and race 9, the Dominion Handicap. This big clash between Muscle Mountain and Bolt for Brilliant. So looking forward to that. Hopefully we'll be able to track down Greg O'Connor. He's trackside there. He's busy at the moment, so we'll try and tra- uh, track him down and get him to air and give us all the other uh, late mail over there for today's card. But Jared Daffy is online with us now, and he joins us. Jared, good morning. Morning, Chris. Uh, it's a busy day, uh, and, mm. and the meeting's already underway. Let's go to this race. As Steve outlined just prior, the scratching of Swayze from the free-for-all has certainly robbed this race of interest, uh, and it's one-way traffic here. Akuta, he's now $1.20, so... Is there any real takers or is it just multi-action with Akuta? Uh, bit of both. Uh, yeah, that was unfortunate news uh, that we got around about lunchtime yesterday that Swayze was out at the time. Uh, there wasn't much in it between the two price-wise. Akuta had been back 2.30 into $2 after that news came through, $1.28. And this morning, $1.20 now, Akuta. Uh, the other one's in the market, Beach Ball, which ran third to that, uh, that duo, on Tuesday, it's at $7.50, and number 11, RD's Express, also at $7.50. But uh, I think it would be a major surprise looking at the market and the moves if Akuta was beaten today. Yeah. We spoke on Tuesday, Jared. It was a race into the New Zealand Cup uh, between Akuta and Swayze. Swayze came out on top. Uh, no surprise, given that he was able to land in front of Akuta. Now the big challenge for Swayze is to get back to Australia, get to Brisbane, and take on Leap to Fame. That's right. Um, we put the market, we, we changed the prices after Swayze won on Tuesday. Now, Leap to Fame was $2.30. We put uh, Swayze up at $5 after that win. Prior to, he'd been seven fifty, but the $5 disappeared rather quickly. So he's into four fifty now. So Leap to Fame, two thirty. Swayze, four fifty. Then out to $11 for Act Now, Rock and Roll, Do, $12 for High, my name is Jeff, and then 16 or better for the rest. So um, many are saying maybe they should be closer together, those two, Chris. I don't know what you think, but, um, yeah, punter's happy to take the $5 Swayze. Yeah, certainly looks a two-horse race at this point uh, with the end of Dominion Leap to Fame and Swayze. I tell you what, though, it'll be some sort of effort if he can get back from New Zealand, go through the four runs in the fortnight, come out on top and beat Leap to Fame in his own backyard. Yeah, it's a bit of an ask, isn't it? Oh. Particularly as the weather's starting to get a lot warmer now, as yeah. we know, in uh, in the southeast corner. Yeah, good point. Uh, the other one today, the Dominion Big Trot race. Uh, again, this looks to be a two-horse race here. Muscle Mountain, 215. Bolt for Brilliance, 290. Oscar Bonavina, he's at $9. So which way are they going here? Well, those who dominate the market, as you pointed out, Bolt for Brilliance, open to 290, still at $2.90. But... Uh, the other one, Muscle Mountain, has moved in somewhat. Two dollars thirty. It's now into two fifteen. Uh, that obviously points towards most of the others getting out. Oscar Bonavina, nine dollars in uh, out from eight dollars. But of that duo, quite clearly the most popular, Muscle Mountain, number fifteen. Okay, let's head west now. WA. Uh, we had that uh, very dramatic race last week, the WA Pacing Cup. Tonight, it's the four-year-old championship, and the favourite here is number one, Luca, at three sixty. 
We've got uh, Bellissimo Aquisto at three eighty, Streethawk at six dollars. Tricky Mickey's right in the mix here, five fifty. Down the page, you're also fine, four twenty. So they're the major players. But Luca, Matty Young gave this horse a good push yesterday. He's the favourite. There's been interest in Luca, four forty into three dollars sixty. So it's the current favourite, but. The biggest move in this race has been for Bellissimo Aquist, uh, number three, $7 now into $3.80. Some sort of interest in Street Hawk at six. Tricky Mickey out, $4 out to five fifty. You're so fine, three fifty out to four twenty. So most of those others have drifted somewhat. So, yeah, a, a race where they have backed a couple, but in particular uh, Bellissimo Aquist, number three, seven into three eighty. All right, Bendigo tonight. There's a big night of action there. And this is all important, this race that we're about to talk about as far as ID23 is concerned for the trotters because we've got... Just believe the reigning inter Dominion champ going up against Queen Elida, who's taking all before her. And it's the mayor that is the favourite, Queen Elida, at 195. Just believe 340. 650 I'm ready, Jet 750 Visionary. Well, obviously, we haven't seen um, Just Believe for a little while. 310 out to 340. Queen Elida, a mover, 230 was $2 yesterday. Touched 210 last night into $1.95 this morning. Most of those others have eased out somewhat, Chris, but uh, Queen Elida, clearly the market mover there. Okay. And the pacing free for all tonight there at Bendigo. We've got the favourite is Mac Dan, 290. Now he's confirmed for ID 23. Uh, Rock and Roll Do, 340. Uh, 480 Act Now. And then we're looking at 750 Hurricane Harley, $8 then for Beyond Delight. This race has changed complexion over the last 24 hours. Now, Rock and Roll Do was the opening favourite at 310 out to 340. There was initial support for two Hurricane Harley. Nine got as short as 650, getting back out to 750. But Mac Dan is the one. It was 440. We hadn't done much at all in the first 48 hours of betting. This morning it opened at 350. It's now $2.90, beyond the light at 8. Uh, there's no oh, act now. It's been 398 to 480. So in summing that race up, clearly today the big push is for number four, Mac Dan at two dollars ninety. Okay, so that's interesting. There's a money uh, trail there for Mac Dan. It looks like he's going to be the only representative for Emma Stewart during ID 23 tomorrow night. Albion Park. We've got the free for all coming through as race number three. Captain shuffles all the rage here. He's at one dollar fifty. I cast no shadow, who's the reigning Inter-Dominion champion. He's in this race. He's at $7. We've got Tim's a trooper at 5 And the other one that's given a chance is Alta Revelry at nine fifty. All the rage certainly sums this one up. Captain Shuffles, open 180. A few price moves has it into that current quote. A dollar fifty. I cast no shadow. Six out to seven fifty. Pony Prince Louis still at $8.50 in the bottom on there. Tim's a trooper, unmoved at $4.50. But it uh, looks like everybody wants a piece of that favourite. Captain Shuffles now $1.50. OK. And Menangle tomorrow night, race number five. This is their free-for-all. The favourite here is Pete Said So. He's at three twenty. dollars uh, It's fairly wide away from him. We've got triple eight five dollars we've got six dollars where you've been bopping six fifty tasty delight nine dollars star major down the bottom our money rocks and he's amongst nominations for id 23 he's at three dollars ninety yeah a couple of scratchings here uh pete said so did open at 310 so just add a little bit to 320 triple eight at five the one down the bottom you mentioned our money rocks has been 360 out to 390 but uh, they've gone a little bit left field here with the, with the money, early money. Number three, where you've been bopping, nine fifty, 
Uh, now into six dollars. It actually got a little bit shorter there at one stage yesterday, but six dollars. So it's the clear mover there. Race five, number three. Where you been bopping? All right, build us a multi for the weekend. What have we got? We'll go Bendigo tonight. Race five, number seven, Queen Elida. Uh, currently a dollar ninety-five. Addington this afternoon. Race nine, number fifteen, Muscle Mountain. So it'll be the first one. Uh, it's currently at two fifteen. And Captain Shuffles tomorrow night at Albion Park, race three, number one, currently $1.50. All right, so that's nine by 15 today, this afternoon, Muscle Mountain, five by seven tonight, Queen Elida, and then we finish it off with race three, number one, Captain Shuffles. Nice little multi for the weekend, looks good. Certainly does, fingers crossed. All right, excellent. Hey, enjoy your time uh, this weekend in Roma, and we'll touch base next week. Thanks, Chris. Excellent. So there he is, Jared Daffy, joining us from Tab. You can check out those prices and much more by going to the website, tab.com.au. We're hopeful to track down Greg O'Connor. Uh, their next race, not too far away. It's about 10 minutes away, the next race coming through from Addington. So we'll see if we can get Greg O'Connor online. Andrew Spagnola, he's about to be joining us as well. We'll just go through a few of these uh, markets for uh, the weekend, including ID23, because it's certainly taken a different shape following the result on Tuesday with Swayze taking out the New Zealand Cup. So Andrew is online. Let's go to him now. Andrew, good morning. Good morning, Chris. It's been a, uh, an interesting week, and I'm sure it's been busy for you, given that success of Swayze in the New Zealand Cup. Yeah, uh, ironically, it's all about Larry as a result of it because the scratching, I think, has scared a few people off from a futures point of view. Um, that said, I'd like to think that uh, should he come, um, you'll see a bit more money come to Swayze. OK, so you have changed that market fairly drastically now. We're going to have uh, final acceptances declared on Monday for ID23, so we'll certainly be a lot clearer on who's coming, who's not coming. As I mentioned earlier in the week, MacDan looks like being the only representative for Emma Stewart. So $2 leap to fame, Swayze 450. Uh, do you think they'll get closer or that's just about it up until heat one? I think, if anything, Swayze will firm and perhaps um, Larry or Leek the Fame might drift a little bit. Um, I can't see him drifting too much. The, the way the book's been positioned now is, is more an insurance or um, a cautious approach, if you like, particularly with Emma um, suggesting that Mac Dan might be the only one of hers going and or a lack of interstate um, um, entries, if you like. So unless we see a few that we didn't think um, coming and turning up, I do think they'll both uh, leap to fame and Swayze stay at their current price with Swayze likely the firm to a degree as well. Okay, so it's certainly looking like a, a two-horse series, isn't it? It is, it is. Uh, I think it's fair to say this will be the first time we've seen two brothers start favourite in the Inter-Dominion series and perhaps even Quinella. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's going to uh, be some sort of effort. I think it, yeah, it'd be very cool. Uh, fortunately, um, there's not much that we're seeing out of the woodwork. It's fair to say. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Just with the trotters, this race tonight. How important is this going to be tonight, with a view to ID twenty three with the trotting championship? Just believe is the favourite for the ID series. He's at two fifty, reigning champion. Queen Elida three fifty, but tonight at Bendigo. Queen Elida's favourite over Just Believe. So how big an impact will tonight's result have on the ID23 market? 
I think there's only one scenario where we'll see big movement, and that, and that's um, if Just Believe comes out and either crushes uh, Just a Leader, Just a Leader, or um, Queen Leader, or dominates, um, it, or returns to a degree that people just think he's head and shoulders above her. Uh, the reason I say that is I don't think punters would be expecting him to win first up, but if he does show, um, you know, for whatever reason, he's come back to, to even a, a better degree than last preparation, then I think we may see money for him and he may even firm to a degree. He's another one that we've kept pretty safe on the assumption he's coming. Okay, so how do you see it tonight? Queen Alot is 195, Just Believe 340. Um, I'm probably asking you too much here to sort of, you know, crystal ball it a little bit, but do you think she'll run a clear favourite? Until I think um, Daffy touched on it, but it was a very quiet trade um, this race until the last, say, um, literally the last few hours. There has been uh, a lot of support for her, so perhaps punters are expecting that she'll work to the top at some point, and with just the lead being first up, she'll be too much for him. Her last few months, she's really, in my opinion, uh, returned to form Queen Alita, and she probably has to win this, to answer your other question, to really make it clear that she is a genuine chance of winning the final, which I do believe she is. OK. And Jared also outlined a really good move for Mac Dan and the pacing free-for-all race tonight. That's race number six on the card. Um, it'll be interesting to see how short he gets come jump time. It's really interesting race, that one, because Rock and Roll do in the past, he's had no, no end of support, even from tricky draws. And to me, this draw is particularly tricky for him. You'd assume Mac Dan has to cross him early and perhaps Mac Dan may hand up this time, given it's going to have Rock and Roll do on its back. I can't see a gap for Rock and Roll do early. Therefore, he's potentially three-back defence and, and maybe that's why the money's come for Mac Dan, who has been very good of late. Um, that said, he, he started roughly $4-ish from memory in the Geelong Cup. And I think this is a little bit harder, particularly given you've got Act Now and um, a few others that are going Hurricane Harley and the like in, um, in the race as well. OK. Uh, now, tell me, are you set for a, a little break uh, after this weekend? Yes, I'm actually off to Oxford in the UK to um, hopefully observe some snow over Christmas with the in-laws. All right, so there you have it. Uh, you'll miss ID 23, so you'll be tuning in from the other side of the world. We'll be tuning in and uh, hopefully, the, and I have no doubt, the, uh, there'll be some ripper race calls uh, coming from the Brecky Creek, live on track from hopefully your good self. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, tell me this then, uh, New Zealand Cup Week, has it been a success for you? It has been. It was good to get a coup to beat, as discussed last week. On the day, it was one-way traffic um, for Swayze uh, market-wise. Uh, we did keep him safe and we sort of wanted to be and, and we were able to achieve an aggressive Akuda. So when those Aussies go around on big days, because we're such a patriotic nation, we do like to support our own. So there was no surprise to see money for Swayze, but fortunately, given Akuda's reputation, uh, we, we were able to offset that and get a, get a half-decent result given, given the market shape. Can Swayze come back and win ID 23? He's got to come back from New Zealand, get to Brisbane... It's extremely warm up here at the moment. Get through the four runs in the space of two weeks and, and beat Leap to Fame in his own backyard. Is that achievable? On the resume he's currently got, you'd have to say yes. He's, he's already beaten Larry, perhaps not on even terms given the way the race is run, but he's definitely proven he, he's up to him. Um, I, if, if Grimson does bring him, I dare say he's coming to, coming to race, coming to win, and it may literally be a barrier draw that decides the winner of ID 23. Mm. Fascinating times ahead. Enjoy your trip and uh, stay safe, and we'll talk soon. 
Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. There's Andrew Spagnolo joining us from TAB this morning. So uh, a couple of interesting moves over the past couple of days, in particular with ID23. More to come given some of the races that we've got coming up in the next 24 hours. Darren Clayton joins us each and every Friday morning. He's online with us now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm really well. Just thinking about it with Swayze and ID23. So Jason Grimson is staring down history by becoming the first trainer to win three straight Inter-Dominion Grand Finals, pacing Grand Finals, with three different horses. That's quite remarkable when you start getting your head around that. Yeah, it certainly is. The fact that, um, you know, you look at the trainers who have actually been able to win three in succession and, um, you know, you think about the greatest of all time in Blacks of Fake, Natalie Rasmussen, I'm the Mighty Quinn, our Sir Vancelot, um, so, you know, Gary Hall Senior, Natalie Rasmussen, Brian Hancock, three, three absolute uh, jets of the training world and um, here we have a situation where Swayze, for Jason Grimson, a different horse, but he's third in a row, so, um, you know, we look back, there's un- there's been three occasions where trainers have won at successive years with a different horse, so with two horses. Bob Knight did it. Um, Mark Purden has done it. Um, and now we see a situation here where, where Jason Grimson can set the bar at, a, at an all-time high with three with three different horses. We'll try to track down Greg O'Connor. Uh, he made a statement uh, earlier in the week, which I found quite fascinating, and I'm going to ask you about it. I'm not sure if you've come across it, but he went on to say this is following the result of Swayze on uh, on Tuesday, winning the New Zealand Cup. Just talking about Jason Grimson, he said, there is no doubt he can condition a horse, but he just wants to see him prolong the futures of these horses to be Grand Circuit stars for more than 12 months. That's an interesting statement, isn't it? Yeah, it, it certainly is, but I can fully understand where Greg's coming from with that. We, we look at Jason's record and um, rightly so he's he's done a great job with, with some horses that have been tried and tested with other stables and he's been able to get the best out of them um, unfortunately they're not horses that we've seen sort of really go on and really dominate the Grand Circuit they're, um, I wouldn't say they're one hit wonders but they're certainly um, you know need to be seen I guess more long term for what what he gets out of them um, you know you've got to look at the fact that Bonsell Benjamin won the 2021 Inter albeit he won it on protest but under the rules he's the winner um, he's never won another race I cast no shadow we go back 12 months now with him uh, he's still yet to win another race since that time. Um, Majestic Cruiser, he won a few good races with him. He's been moved on out of his stable. Um, back to um, Jeff Webster. He got Major Meister up and going, won a, a Group 1 Cranbourne Cup with him. He's now, uh, I think he's back with Alex Ashwood, I think, by off memory, Major Meister. So, yeah, look, there's no doubting his ability to get them up and going, but... I, I fully concur with what Greg's saying there and can understand what he's um, suggesting is that how good a horse would, you know, Swayze or any horse that he can get be if he could really dominate for, you know, two years on that grand circuit level. Mm. It's an interesting statement, no question. And I I think there's a fair bit of merit in it as well. And we're sort of going into uncharted territories now with Swayze. He won the Blacks of Fake here in Queensland in July. He's now won the New Zealand Cup and he's looking to come back and and take the Inter-Dominion as well. So 
it'll be interesting to see how far he can go with Swayze. And to his defence, those horses that you've mentioned, they're all towards the back end of their careers. They've all had their fair share of issues. Swayze is still very much in his prime. So it'll be fascinating to see how far he can take Swayze to the as far as the highest level is concerned. Yeah, well, um, we, another fact with Swayze too, like earlier in his career, he he's always shown a bit of ability. He's always just had a few issues along the way. And um, to, to see what he's doing now, nine starts for nine wins since Jason Grimson over, uh, took on training the, the gelding. And, you know, he's just... He's just dominated in any race he's gone in. Like you don't, apart from the the, the Blacks a fake run where um, that's probably the only one that you could say what might have been because of what happened with Leap to Fame and that wheel issue. Any of the other races, he's won fair and squarely on his merit, and you and you couldn't take. Um, you know, there's probably no discussion about what actually happened in the race or what might have been or, or hard luck stories out of it. So. Um, you know, he's he's got the runs on the board, that's for sure. Yep, no doubt. So, ID 23 for the Pacers. It's brotherly love there, Leap to Fame and Swayze. What about the Trotters? Uh, and this race tonight, really important in so many ways. Talking about race five at Bendigo tonight. So, the two heavyweights, as far as the trotting series are concerned, go head-to-head here. Just Believe, back from that European stint earlier in the year. Queen Elida, her season's just been remarkable. I think she may have set a new record as far as earnings one for a single season and she's looking for another nice uh, race result here it's a group three feature the breeders ground graduate so do you watch this race closely tonight with a viewpoint to id 23 yeah absolutely um you know we got just believe coming back from his um, scandinavian adventures so it'd be interesting to see how he goes just first run back at the track so um and queen alita She's like you mentioned, her season has just been unbelievable. She's got a tough ask out there in gate seven outside the front line. But from an ID perspective, Chris, not only those two, there's a few others in there. Um, Maori Law, who's on the comeback trail, I guess his trip really boils down to what he can do tonight. If he um, if he fails tonight or, or doesn't live quite up to expectations, we'd expect him to come out of of ID twenty three. Um, and the other one, Mufasa Metro, he's he's on a on a path to Queensland as well. So um, not just those two big guns, but certainly um, it'll be a great clash seeing those two big guns. And I can't wait to see them uh, get up to Queensland, get up to Albion Park, and just how that all plays out. You spoke to uh, Shannon Price yesterday. Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars will be stabling at at their property, so um, we'll probably have them up here the end of next week. Mm. The other thing, too, we've got standalone trials, which, speak the truth, will uh, participate in on Monday. There's also some talk about that there might be a bit of a uh, an exhibition workout on Tuesday between races with a couple of the locals. Maybe maybe Grant Dixon brings in a few of his stars, including Leap to Fame, uh, Chantel Turpin, Pete McMullen, looking at bringing in some of their horses. So that'll be interesting to see if that happens, but there's certainly talk about, so we'll watch with interest. Speaking of Monday as well, Darren, so we've got the second round acceptances due, and also it's going to be the last round of rankings. So are you expecting any major shocks there on Monday? Um, Well... I don't know. The rankings, it, it makes it interesting, Chris, in that, um, you know, we've got the Emma Stewart stables saying that they're only bringing one horse. So um, you take you take the numbers out off the top 
of that, that they have in their ranking. You just go through them. They got Honolulu Bay at two, Acnow at four, in Cipher at eight, Ladies in Red at eleven, Hurricane Harley at fifteen, Amore Vita at sixteen. Um, that's uh, Beyond Delight at twenty nine. So that boosts everything up a fair bit. And then the other the thing that you need to factor in is. This is actually the money's due this week, so um, if anyone who was just sort of in there chancing their arms, seeing how their horse was, was going leading up to now, um, it's sort of D-Day on Monday, so the, the acceptance money has to be paid up. So if you were a sort of a, a fringe dweller and you weren't really sort of sure, um, once that money comes to, to dip into the pocket, that'll be the big change, and I, I expect there to be a huge change to the list. I think there's horses well down the, the list that are going to be getting into this series. Is Captain Shuffles one of those? He's an odds-on favourite and one of the best back runners all weekend. He goes around in race three at Ellibian Park tomorrow night, drawn the ace for Ben Crosby, Nathan Dawson. Are you expecting Captain Shuffles to make the final 36? I was... Um, even without the... It would be a big ask if there was no horses to come out, and uh, I guess what I'm getting at is I expect him to run a, a big race tomorrow night, and I think even without those horses coming out, he would be a big, big jumper in the in the ratings because I think he's going to come out, he's going to lead, he's going to win, and he's going to run plenty of time, and that would boost him right up. With all those horses coming out, I think you could nearly say he's a definite... Okay. What about I cast no shadow? He's the reigning Inter Dominion champion. He goes up against Captain Shuffles tomorrow night. Do you give him any sort of hope in this field tomorrow night? He is dropping back in grade. He comes up with a nice draw directly alongside of Captain Shuffles. Or do you think they're, uh, you know, pushing it a little bit? Yeah, well, he's only had two runs back from a spell. So, um, you know, he's building into the series like a few of the um, different sort of paths that, that many of these horses are taking. He wasn't far away in the Be Good Johnny Sprint. He was only beaten probably about two and a half, three lengths there and he was locked away in the fence in that run. Um, and then last time out in the Queensland Cup, well, you take Leap to leap to Fame. I guess he's the outlier. He's sort of absolutely blew them apart. You look at a horse like Tim's a Trooper. So um, Tim's a Trooper got beat 41 metres behind Leap to Fame in that race in the Queensland Cup and then we, we see him coming out on Saturday night and um, you know he, he's the second favourite uh, in, in his race so you know I, that's that same race the captain shuffles so um, I, I don't think it's all doom and gloom for I cast no shadow but uh, he's certainly He's certainly up against it to, to go on to defend his title, that's for sure. OK. And then, obviously, with Monday as well, we'll get confirmation whether we're going to have 24 trotters competing for the series or 36. So that's still yet to be determined. So they'll make that call uh, on Monday uh, following those uh, acceptances and rankings. So at this early stage, uh, what, what are you expecting? I did place a call to Racing Queensland this week. That was declined. They didn't want to talk about it. So... Maybe next week we might get some answers. It's been one of those weeks. Uh, Greg O'Connor was meant to join us, and uh, he's not available, so he's got busy commitments. But what, what do you think they're going to do with the trotters? Well, just on that, Chris, have they actually confirmed that'll be decided on Monday? Well, no, but surely so. we'll get some sort of confirmation next week. 
That's why yeah, I placed the call. I wanted to know because people are asking, is there going to be 24 or 36? Are we getting two heats or three heats? So but they didn't want to come on. Yeah, well, it, it certainly, um, yeah, I think especially when horses have to travel, you'd be wanting to know a bit more than what's effectively, they'd be, if you want to have them up here a week before the first round heats, um, you'd be wanting to know by Monday at least. Like, yeah, there's big, big uh, arrangements to be made, but... I don't think they'll go with three. I think they will go with two. I think two would be uh, better for the series in terms of um, making sure it's a, a strong series. I think it just gets diluted a bit the further down we go. Um, you look at natural attrition rates that would come out of a, a top 24 at the moment, and we're getting we're getting down into areas where um, you know some very nice trotters, and no disrespect to the horse or their connections, but probably not up to free for all, and especially into Dominion level. So um, there's a few there that will be relying on. We've got horses like Gus; he's probably on the cusp. Um, you know, a big ask for him. He's certainly got the ability, but I think this season, this series in his own backyard's probably come up a little bit too quick. Um, you know, there's some other horses there. You know, a horse like My Alderman Eddie, he's got a string of placings to his name, just been unable to crack crack one. He's, he's currently ranked at 42, so we go with three heats. He'd be the only he probably, trotter if he makes it. That's correct. And, um, yeah, he's the only Q-bred, and he, he would get in, I would imagine, if they went to 36. He's currently at 42, so he gets his opportunity on Saturday night to, to run, a, run a race. He comes up with gate one, so um, he's there. So it'll be interesting what they actually do, but, yeah, I would have liked to have known by now. Mm. So, And I don't own a horse in the series either. So. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get some answers next week. Um, the announcement this week, just as far as the uh, grand final night entertainment is concerned, Thirsty Merck, uh, is that up your alley, Thirsty Merck? Yeah, well, um, I know they're a, they're a very good band. They've been around for a while and um, got some got some pretty good songs. I can't say I've ever been and seen them myself, so it'll be good to see them on track there. And um, I know they've got a, a pretty good following. I know they they played at a venue not far from um, from from my house here in Brisbane, and it was sold out pretty quickly. So um, only a small venue. It was a one of those sort of intimate sessions that some of those bands like to do, and yeah, it rolled out pretty quick. So um, pretty sure there from my neck of the woods I'm pretty sure they're from Dubbo they originated from there you go if Thirsty I put you Merc. on the spot right now your favourite band Pearl Jam ok there you go there you go and we, we would be no chance of getting Pearl Jam to Albion <laughs> Park <laughs> yeah absolutely gazillions I don't think they would even answer the phone no let alone <laughs> entertain the idea, but anyway, yeah, that's that's by the boy. We digress. Let's focus on tomorrow night. We've got ten races, and again, it's a really good program tomorrow night. That free for all or the uh, the band two band four race is really uh, strong with Captain Shuffles, I cast no shadow, Tim's a trooper, and a few others in there. Where's your best bet tomorrow night? Yeah, I thought in terms of finding you know something that's not too short as a best bet because. Don't like tipping, you know, things that are, are super short. But I find it hard to go past Ironclad in race seven. Um, I'm 
thought he will come up pretty short, but got a bit of time for this guy. I think his win last week, first up out of the New South Wales Breeders, was really good. Um, just hoping we can get some sort of price, maybe around the dollar eighty mark. Um, might be wishful thinking, but um, you know he's a really nice horse, and I think um, he'll have a big three-year-old season. Yeah, he's a good type of horse as well. What about uh, speaking of the the Dixon Stable? Uh, they're in good form. This this runner they've produced here in race six tomorrow night. He's a fascinating horse, Pacifico Dream. Richly talented overall. His record very strong, but just the the placement here from the Dixon Stable. He finds the right race. He's an NR one hundred and twelve, and the next best in that race is an NR eighty three. So. He looks thrown in here, and that trial uh, last week was really good. I was just doing um, doing a few videos of that race, Chris, and uh, watched that trial. Jeez, he attacked the line strongly. Mm. He sat a long way off them and, and really rattled home. He was only asked sort of in that closing stages and um, sort of leader to winner. They've gone 28-7, 26-9, and Pacifico Dream, he was eating into that margin uh, quite substantially. And He's a very interesting runner. He's sort of, you go back through his form, he's a Group 1 winner, he won the uh, Vic Bread three-year-old Colts and Geldings uh, almost three years ago now, as a, obviously as a three-year-old in that series, he then came out uh, um, that he was with Andy Gath at that point in time, he took him to Sydney trying to qualify for a, a, um, a Chariots of Fire um, finished down the line on that occasion he went back to, to Melbourne, then he had a sort of, he went around in a um, Victoria Cup too, at one stage um, not not actual Victoria Cup, sorry. Um, yeah, it was the Victoria Cup. It was behind Max Delight, I think, that year. So um, he's a talented horse, and to get come in in qualifying grade in Queensland, um, that's just unheard of. Mm, yeah, it's very uh, very astute uh, placement of that horse tomorrow night, lining up there in race six. So uh, as far as um uh, the dashboard is concerned. Is that up and available right now on the RQ website? Uh, it's not up as yet. It's all uh, it's all completed, but we're not far off sending that live out into the wide world. But uh, driver to follow tomorrow night. Um, Nathan Dawson's got a good book. Uh, Pete McMullen does. But I've gone with Nerissa. Thought she gets a couple of good chances tomorrow night. She's got. Um, that mare of mine, Gwyneth P. Lucky I jumped off because she's been able to absolutely fire once I jumped off. Um, she won two and, and runner-up on Tuesday. She looks well-placed again tomorrow night. So Narissa's got Gwyneth P. She's a cracker, I think, can probably lead throughout. Uh, Rock on Rocky and the two-year-old will, will give a good sight from gate one. Improved gate will certainly help his chances. Uh, Aphrodite and, of course, my ultimate Eddie. Uh, as well as a couple of others. and uh, So she's the driver to follow. We've got all the other information, as per usual, early quaddies, late quaddies, uh, and an exotic. I thought race four was a good race to play the exotics tomorrow night. Um, I thought Captain the Speed's the leader. That'll be Gwyneth P right on her back, and I thought the two and the three probably had um, a bit of class on the remaining opposition so play those numbers one two three eight and we should be getting a, a good bit of the exotics i know we're at carnival time right now and there's a lot to look forward to but oh, i think this meeting tomorrow night's very strong uh that first race is an excellent race to start the cart over the mile uh you got teddy disco second up in race two that uh, race featuring captain shuffles will be a ripper 
Uh, Pacifico Dream's a key runner. Ironclad looks to be uh, a very smart two-year-old, uh, certainly the best of the bunch for the Dixons this year. Uh, you've got uh, a very good Trotters Mobile again there tomorrow night. Van Sank first up. Funny Face fresh off her uh, spring sprint victory last week. And then that last race, uh, for real life, uh, going up against the likes of Always Smoke and Frankie Ferocious. He was awesome last week, for real life. That's a good card tomorrow night. Yeah, it sure is, and and that race, race ten at ten p.m. Like it's, uh, it'll be, you know, it'll be probably one of the races on the night. Frankie Ferocious gets his opportunity to bounce back. There's some really good quality there, and even the trot at race nine. There's quite a few of those uh, Queensland-based trotters will be trying to to boost their way, boost their rankings to get into the Inter Dominion series and. Um, yeah, a few of those will be hoping for the for the three heats, but they get their opportunity there in race nine. It is a great card, Chris, and um, look really looking forward to it. Yeah, we've got some uh, action today for the Botry Young Drivers. That series will uh, finish up on Sunday out at Redcliffe. That's the meeting transferred from Marburg to, to Redcliffe on Sunday. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, Paige Bevan has a slender lead following the first night on Wednesday night, but it looks like that series could go right down to the wire. Yeah, I, I thought it would, the way the heats sort of pan out today. Two heats today, race two at 117 and race four at 233. Um, yeah, from just sort of going through the form of the way it lines up, I think we'll we'll be heading into that last race on Sunday evening and about, uh, about 6 o'clock Sunday evening that last heat will be um, and it'll come down to that as to who actually takes out this title and... Um, yeah, listening to Talia McMullen the other day, maybe she's copping a little bit of family pressure that uh, she needs to step up. Well, she might be the uh, the driver to follow over the next couple of days. Darren, appreciate the time this morning. Enjoy the weekend. We'll touch base next week. Yeah, sounds good, Chris.